would go toward U.S. terrorism victims. The other half would go toward humanitarian relief in Afghanistan. Pressures growing on Canadian leaders, with truckers protesting vaccine mandates now blocking three borders with the U.S. It's forced some American car manufacturers to shut down production for lack of parts. Former U.S. Ambassador to Canada, Bruce Heyman. This moves from a legitimate, I think, protest over a vaccine mandate to now putting the economy and lives at risk. In Minnesota, Amir Locke's family has gone to the state capitol to demand a ban on no-knock warrants after the 22-year-old was shot and killed during a raid last week. His mother, Karen Wells. They did not use a baton, pepper spray, mace, sundown, taser, all these different methods. You chose the lethal one. Locke's gun fell to the ground before he was shot. He was not the subject of that police investigation. An active shooter is barricaded inside a home in Phoenix right now, where five police officers were ambushed and shot this morning. Police spokeswoman Jerry Williams. I'm thankful that our officers are recovering. And one of them is seriously hurt, but is on the road to recovery. They were shot as they tried to get a baby placed outside of the home after responding to a call about gunshots. An upstate New York man is fighting to keep his pot-bellied pig inside his house. She's part of my family, and I could never dream of, of you know, giving away somebody that's part of my family. Wyvern Flat says Ellie is his emotional support animal. Officials and Canuga Harry say Flat is breaking village rules. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. We can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at Exergen.com. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. MoviePass is making a comeback. The subscription movie ticket service is relaunching nearly three years after the company folded. This time, it'll be a tiered subscription service where you can buy credits or earn them watching ads. No word on how much it'll cost this time around. Originally, it was just 10 bucks a month for unlimited movie tickets. But with 3 million customers, it was a losing strategy. MoviePass lost more than $100 million in a single quarter at one point and eventually filed for bankruptcy. MoviePass is planning its blockbuster comeback this summer. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Anderson Cooper's a dad of two now. He introduced his family's new addition in a video on CNN. This is Sebastian Luke Masoni Cooper. He was 6.8 pounds at birth, and he is healthy and happy. Even his occasional hiccups are, to me, adorable. He joins big brother, 22-month-old Wyatt. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Do you check your Google search results regularly? You should. People often get their first impression of you or your business online. Negative comments on the Internet can impact your life and your livelihood. Take control of your online reputation. Get your free reputation report card at reputationdefender.com. It may reveal negative posts from an ex-employee, upset patient or client, news article, legal issue, or even exposed personal information right there in your Google search results. Uncover what's lurking on the Internet about you with reputationdefender.com's patented scan and get your free reputation report card. Or for immediate assistance with your reputation, call 800-401-6681. Our cutting-edge technology helps make your Google search results look their best. Call 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. 800-401-6681. Or take the free scan at reputationdefender.com. Who day? 
Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Los Angeles to face the Rams in Super Bowl 56. This is the first time since the 1988 season that the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl. Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 56 is brought to you locally by Higher Choice Auto Service Center, White's Mill, and Red Brick. Tune in on February 13th at 2 p.m. on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Pidcock Glass is your go-to option for every glass need you can think of. Located in Nelsonville, Pidcock Glass specializes in residential homes and businesses with screening services, insulated units, mirrors, tabletops, as well as glass and window replacements too. Pidcock Glass professionals have over 100 years of combined experience and offer you the best options available to suit your needs in the Hawking Hills, Athens, Logan, and Hawking area. For more information, visit their website, PidcockGlass.com. Hey, it's Boots. We'll learn more about the Tucker and talk to the king of the Indy 500 and the 24 Hours of Daytona. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Don't leave money on the table. FAFSA could help the journey to college be less of a financial burden. We also help with filling out FAFSA, so it's less stressful for you. Visit itsforyou.org to use free resources to get free federal student financial aid for college. Visit itsforyou.org to learn more. Sponsored by the Ohio Department of Higher Education. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Here at A Work of Heart, we have just what you need for the perfect gift or decoration for your home. We have two laser engravers, which you can use to design a perfect gift with names, dates, and sayings. Most of these products are made in Ohio. We have beautiful decorative wreaths with plaques that can be personalized with sayings or family names. Most of these products can be taken home the same day. We stock a great selection of porch flags and rugs with seasonal inserts that will make your front door so inviting. We have a great selection of inspirational signs made in West Virginia and Indiana, such as This Is Us, Our Life, Our Story, Our Home, some with a West Virginia or Ohio State outline. How about Welcome to the Porch or Welcome to the Deck? Come see us today at A Work of Heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia, and find us on Facebook or at aworkofheart.biz. We continue our conversation with Coach Art Turf. This week's game against the Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations. Well, that's right. You know, that's such mouthful. We just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O. We were talking about their good offensive attack yesterday, Coach, and they do have a good quarterback in uh, Heifer and some good running backs in uh, McGurk and Shetland, but they also must have a good offensive line to go with that uh, trio. Well, that's right. You know, every, every coach knows that uh, you don't have no offense unless you have an offensive line to go with it, and, and they do have a real fine offensive line. They got a lot of beef up front, especially in their two front offensive tackles, boys name of uh, Guernsey, Greg Guernsey and uh, Holstein, Harry Holstein. You know, they're, the, they're the beef of their offensive attack, and if it wasn't for them, that they wouldn't have no running and passing. Certainly will put a lot of pressure on your uh, defensive front line. Well, that's right, you know, we're getting geared up to be ready for these boys, and we're going to put them in a meat grinder, and, they not, and I am predicting that we are going to come up with our first conference victory this season. In addition to having a good offensive team, they must be fairly decent on defense, too, as they're undefeated in conference play. Well, that's right. Not only are they undefeated, they had not lost no ball games, not only in the conference, but the whole season. You know, they have one of their better seasons this year. And, and you know, uh, we, we was going back to what we were calling our linebackers. You know, a lot of coaches call their linebackers uh, – uh, Sam and Willie and Mike, you know, they always, that's how they designate their linebackers, but they don't do that over at the EIEIO. You know, Coach McDonald does it a little bit different. You know, he calls his linebackers Huey, Dewey, and Louie because he wants their linebackers, when they charge a quarterback, they want them boys on the other side to holler duck. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Super Bowl Footballs. Super Bowl footballs made right up the road in Ada, Ohio. Oh, yeah, my dad's hometown. That's right. 
Cool. They're making Coach Turk playing them. an undefeated opponent this week. I'm sure you've come up with an effective game plan. Well, that's right. You know, an effective game plans always start with the kind of support that you get from your fans. And what we're hoping is that all the fans listening to the ball game is going to get in their cars and drive down to the farm and come out and support the Oysters. And I am promising everybody what comes to the game, along with their ticket, we're going to give you all a clothespin so you can put it on your nose and you won't be affected by that smell, that home field advantage they have down there on the farm. We're hoping you all come out and cheer for the Oysters. And you all do your part. We're going to do ours because we do have a real fine game plan for this ball game like for example what we're going to do is something what you call subversive you know they got that uh, fine quarterback over there Hugh Heifer he likes to stay out late at night so what we're going to do is tell our cheerleaders to go over there and keep him out late at night the night before the ball game wear him out so the next day when he goes out there to play the ball game he's not going to be as effective as he normally is so he will not have had any sleep the night before not only that he's going to be tired and then and he's going to be so tired he can't drop back and pass and throw that ball and run around the ends like he normally can well, it sounds like that uh, might be an effective game plan, Coach. Well, not only that, we're going to supplement that. We're going to do something else. We're gonna, we know we got to keep up with them running backs and keep them fenced in. So what we're going to do is go into our famous corral defense. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. This is Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, and you're listening to Classic Hits 970 AM WATH 97.1 FM, the home of the Cincinnati Bengals in Athens, Ohio. It's a Super Bowl weekend. Good times for you and me. Yabba dabba do. You're keeping good company with W-A-T-H. As luck would have it, I've got dozens of different things to discuss today, but Scott says it should only be one. He's probably right. And can you guess what the one is? the Super Bowl and uh, wow we're all excited Pat and I have been invited to three different events major parties to uh, take in the deal but you know each of these games along the way we we've had a certain tradition with uh, two other neighbors where we rotate among our homes and have pizza and watch the game. And we don't want to do anything to disturb the good record we've had doing that. Does that make sense? Yep. Superstitious. Yeah. So Good vibes. So we're staying as much as we love socializing and being with all the people that have invited us. We're going to stay right in our normal focus for these postseason games and try to get yet one more win. How about that? Sounds good. Well, it's going to work. Uh, you know, though, let's see here. What are they out there at Los Angeles? Um, Englewood, California. Yeah, but the uh, team name, t- Titans. Titans, nope. Tigers. Los Angeles Rams. Rams. <laughs> See how much I'm paying attention. The Rams, I think, are favored by like four points, right? Yes, they are. But the Bengals have been underdogs in every game so far. Just about, yes. 
Uh, no, every one of them they have okay. been. Every, yeah, so that doesn't matter to them now because they they don't care about that stuff. When you got a leader like Joe Burrow, yes, we sing his praises, and we'll continue to because it should be. It was fun that little announcement he did for us. Wasn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought you said that had been done a, a couple years ago, but the, he's talking about the Rams. I'm sorry, the the Bengals. So it's recent. Well, it, yeah, he's yeah he's this is his second year in the NFL, so yeah. it it was done, I think, before his rookie season. Okay. Well, today is the 11th day of February. So today is National Make-A-Friend Day. I'm all for that. National Inventors Day. National White Shirt Day. Oops. I've got on a blue shirt today. Didn't know. National Peppermint Patty Day. National Don't Cry Over Spilled Milk Day. And National Shut-In Visitation Day. A lot of good things there. And uh, because we had a special edition yesterday and didn't get a chance to do it, we'll tell you what yesterday's things were. National Giving Hearts Day. National Umbrella Day. National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. And National Home Warranty Day. Some of these I understand better than others, <laughs> to be honest. But anyway, so now we're up to date. February 11th it is. And on this day in history, let's see what have we got. In 1858, the first vision of the Virgin Mary to 14-year-old Bernadette of Lourdes, France. Nineteen twenty-nine, Vatican City, the world's smallest country, is made an enclave, enclave of Rome. Enclave. That I finally got that right. Nineteen seventy-five, Margaret Thatcher defeats Edward um, Heath for leadership of the British Conservative Party. 1975, that was. 1990, on this date, Nelson Mandela released after 27 years of imprisonment in South Africa. And in 2011, Egyptian revolution culminates in the resignation of Hosni Mubarak and the transfer of power to the Supreme Military Council after 18 days of protest. what sometimes that was called April Spring. Um, okay. Famous birthdays. Scott, as always, I need your help. Uh, maybe not so much with this first one. This is a birthday for her, Jennifer Aniston who's celebrating her 53rd birthday today. Manuel Noriega, born in 1934 on this date, died in 2017. He was a Panamanian dictator, politician, military officer, who was the de facto ruler of Panama from 1983 to 1989. Now, this next person, his last name is difficult. It's Leo S-Z-I-L-A-R-D. Zillard? Anyway, he was born on this date in 1898 and died in 1964. He was a Hungarian-American physicist and inventor. He conceived the nuclear chain reaction in 1933. Oh, my patented the idea of a nuclear fission reactor in 1934, and in late 1939 wrote the letter for Albert Einstein's signature 
that resulted in the Manhattan Project that built the atomic bomb. How would you say his last name? Uh, Cezilliard. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, certainly an important guy. And finally, Thomas Edison, who was uh, born on this date in 1847, died in 1931. And I think most of us know the many things he was responsible for. But just in case... He was an American inventor and businessman, developed many devices in the field such as electric power generation, mass communication, sound recording, and also motion pictures. Think how all of that has affected our lives. Wow. Okay, two famous deaths to bring out. One uh, fairly recent, Whitney Houston. She was uh, born in 1963, but died on this date in 2012. And, of course, um, most of us remember her. Now, here's one that I'm not so great on. This is a a man, Rene Descartes, D-E-S-C-A-R-T-E-S. He was born in 1596, died on this date in 1650. He was a French philosopher, mathematician, scientist, and lay Catholic who invented analytic geometry, linking the previously separate fields of geometry and algebra. I just came across, we mentioned Thomas Edison. Yeah. Here's a little thing. It says, Thomas Edison, hailed by many as America's greatest practical genius, He went on to um, become the holder of the world record of patents, patented items, 1,093 patented patents were um, assigned to him. Wow. That's a bunch. Yep. One of his most famous quotes on failure that a lot of people may remember goes like this, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success yes. when they gave up. And another one says, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. <laughs> All right. And I was going to say something about Whitney Houston. Go for it. She had one of the most beautiful angelic voices I have ever heard laid down on a CD, tracks, tape, record, you name it. Just the beauty of her voice. And when she sang the national anthem at the uh, Super Bowl, I think it was 1991, I want to say, that one stirred lots of, as they say, goosebumps, cold chills, whatever you want to say, still one of the most beautiful versions of the national anthem I've ever heard. But gone too soon. She did a a three-day concert, I mean three different shows, over three days in Hawaii, and I was the jobber percussionist for it. And uh, we have one quick uh, rehearsal before the show opened. And she was just so personable. Um, It was really a fun show. All right. Here we go. Who was the first woman honored as Time Magazine's Woman of the Year? Now, I don't really expect... Well, well, I see. They give us four choices to pick from. Was it Eleanor Roosevelt? Nope. Oh. Go ahead. I'm I'm just thinking out loud. Wallace Simpson. Queen Elizabeth II. Or Imeldo Marcos. I'm going to say Miss Simpson. 
think if I remember right, didn't she marry into royalty or something years ago? Yeah, well, you got it right. I did not. Um, So the answer is King Edward VIII. The eighth I am. Remember that song? Something like that. Anyway, it was Henry. Oh, Henry the Eighth. The Eighth. Jeez, I really fouled that up. Anyway, King Edward the Eighth of the United Kingdom abdicated his throne in 1936, so as to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson. That year, time honored Simpson for persuading Edward to renounce his crown naming her Woman of the Year. <laughs> the first time the magazine had ever given its Man of the Year award to a woman. Franklin D. Roosevelt, Mussolini, Shanghai Czech, Lou Gehrig, Jesse Owens, and Margaret Mitchell were among the, older, the other finalists that year. According to Time, Simpson was chosen because she was the most talked about, written about, headlined, and interest-compelling person in the world. Now, there is a picture of her. And I can see that, um, well, how do I put it? She's very attractive. Not glamour. Just attractive. Just looks like somebody you'd like to know. All right. Well, I brought in all these things, and and I tell you, the I can just feel this guy behind me itching. Oh no! I you know I I. Th- was just thinking that if people wanted to call in yeah. and share their excitement and their enthusiasm of well, they're entirely welcome. the Super Bowl coming up and any any stories they want to share with interactions with Joe or favorite memories sure. or games or things they you know would would enjoy. Well to do that uh, our phone number is five nine two sixty six forty six. All right. Um, But I did bring in some other stuff. Go for it. Um, I came across an article. In fact, it's a website. I can't remember the name of it, but I did save it on my computer for future reference. But what it did was, first of all, it, it told me in Athens County what the average household expenses were. And I thought that was kind of impressive. But it also said they do this regularly and they have over 4,000 American communities that they track all the time. So you could look up, um, you know, I don't want anybody leaving Athens. I love it here. But if you were moving to um, Scarsdale, Arizona, right? I think that's a place. Um, You could look it up and compare the household expenses there compared to Athens. Or uh, name any of 4,000 places in this United States, and it'll, it'll give you the data. So, for example, uh, as of yesterday, the average mortgage expense for a home in Athens, Ohio, is $1,061 a month. That's the average. If you're a renter, they say the average rent is And as I looked that up, that sounded low to me because I have one rental house and it's more than that. But this is per bedroom. So, um, 
Okay. The average auto loans that a person in Athens has, $357 a month. The average utilities, $356. Health insurance, the average, $107 monthly. Auto insurance, $139 monthly. Put cable and internet together, $181 a month. Mobile, so I assume that means like cell phones, $158 per month. Life insurance, $83 a month. Um... They, they also had a category of alarm and security. But it was like $37 a month. And I, you know, I suppose I shouldn't say this, but I don't have any alarms or security on my home. Um, You've got living alarms. Yeah, called two dogs. That's it. Um. Okay. So anyway, the average monthly expenses in Athens, Ohio, um, is $2,442. And that's not, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let me back that up. Okay, I, I think I have this better here. Yeah, okay, $2,442 a month of household expenses. The U.S. average is twenty five sixty four, so a little over $100 more. Now, as you look at all these different communities, and I said they have 4,000 that they regularly track. There are many that are high. Where my son lives in Irvine, California, way up there. There are many that are lower. But... um, Anyway, I just, I'll try to remember the website. I should have written it down on this sheet I brought in. And maybe next week sometime I'll share that with you. And, and um, Okay. So another thing I came across. By, by the way, our phone number again, 592-6646. Put the area code in front of it, 740. Um... I'm a, I'm a big guy on lists, so I use Excel a lot, and I think most of you know what that is. Um, so I made a list just out of the blue. Of restaurants that I like, and I put them in the categories of whether they're um, very good. Well, let's see here. I'll read some of the categories. Good, very good, nice, very nice, um, unique, fast food, pizza, Asian, Mexican, chicken, uh, hot dogs, that sort of thing, right? I have on my list here. I'm going to say over 50 restaurants. That's a full page and almost a second full page on an Excel spreadsheet. Right. And I've categorized them according to my personal feelings about them. 
and this is by no means complete. I'm still, like, at night while I'm watching TV, I'll think of, oh, what about this one? And I'll add it to the list. And then another thing I did was I went to go to look at restaurant reviews. And so I got uh, oh, the top 25 from TripAdvisor. The top 27 from Yelp. The top 15 from Restaurant G. And other places that do rankings of restaurants in certain geographical areas. And I actually learned of a few that I had not been aware of. I don't know. I just did it. But uh, I'll pass that back to you. And it's that farthest column on the right. And uh, I want to tell me if you have missed eating at any one of those. Uh, Yeah, right off the bat, I can see a couple. Okay. Um, All right. You should uh, rank them by bellies and dollar signs here, too. Pricey, and then the bellies would signify whether it was good, okay, not so good. I thought I did. Well, I mean, rank them by, you did by the pricey, but not the bellies. Bellies. You know, like a stomach, the belly, how they taste good going in the belly. Well, that's the good and very good for me. Yeah, if you could put bellies on there for the quality. <laughs> I don't think fi- I have a key on my uh, You got five bellies. You be probably a, don't. Be a belly. Let's see. Let's see over there. Any? Are there any excellence on here? I see very goods, but the, I'm the, not seeing those, an excellent. I think I just forgot to use the word. Okay. Because this was not, this was my, the part on the right. Yeah. Is me. Yeah. It's not out of some publication. Right. Um, yeah, so some of these in here will get five bellies being very good. Okay. Why don't you put a tick mark next <laughs> to each of the ones uh, you think that of, and I'll uh, add that column. Okay. Okay. Um, what's in the news? Well, we have a football game. It's Sunday. I think the kickoff is at 6.30. Is that correct? Yep. That's it. And um, we here at the radio station will have several hours in advance of that of special features that Westwood One has put together regarding the Super Bowl. We have many fine sponsors that we're very thrilled to have involved with it. And um, it is sold out, needless to say. We actually regrettably had to turn some businesses away. It was so popular. Of course. Okay, in the news from the New York Times, it says, Put down that burger. The CDC describes medium-rare hamburgers as undercooked and dangerous. The agency also directs Americans to avoid raw cookie dough and not to eat more than a teaspoon or so of salt every day. (coughs) Excuse me. And the CDC tells sexually active women of childbearing age do not drink alcohol unless they are on birth control. If you happen to be somebody who engages in any of these risky activities, I have some bad news for you this morning. You apparently do not believe in following science. The misery of the COVID-19 pandemic with its death, illness, isolation, and frustration has left many Americans desperate for clear guidance on how to live safely. 
People want to protect themselves, their family, and their communities, especially the most medically vulnerable members of it. This instinct is both understandable and profoundly decent. But it has led to a widespread misunderstanding. Many people have come to believe that expert opinion is a unitary, omnis, omniscient, omniscient force. It's harder to read than to say. Um, that's the assumption behind the phrases, follow the science, and what the science says. It imagines science almost as a god. Science, who could solve our dilemmas if we only listened? When Donald Trump was president and making false statements to downplay COVID, follow the science began to gain popularity. Now, it also serves as a response to the many incorrect statements that vaccine opponents make. President Biden likes to promise that he will follow the science to signal his difference from Trump and the uh, deference to the D- CDC. The phrase does have its uses. It's a rejection of myth and recognition that some aspects of the pandemic are uh, unambiguous. COVID is more deadly for the unvaccinated than almost any virus in decades. And the vaccines are remarkably effective as pre- at preventing serious illness. Many other COVID questions, however, are complicated. What does the science say about them? It says many things. Above all, science makes clear that public health, like the rest of life, usually involves trade-offs. Well, this is a lengthy article. I have read it all. I don't think we should take time to do so on the air, but if you go to New York Times... Uh, you can uh, read it in its entirety. And it's, I think, very fair. Scott, have you been watching the Olympics? Not too much. We have gotten hooked again. Um, I do like the curling, though. Uh, they did that early. Yeah. I don't know if there's any more to be shown, but um, the snowboarding. Um, fascinating. Uh, just all sorts of things. It, it's caught our attention in our home for sure. And uh, whether you like it or not, it only takes place every four years, and this is what the fifty-fifth occurrence. Fifty, it's something like that. And of course, it's, there's international um, fame involved in competitiveness, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Okay, now Scott, let's do it. You have been in the sports industry most of your life until joining us. You've been kind of like the business manager for Ohio University Athletics. Yes. Um, You yourself have played many sports. Yes. Um, I've done some, but you far outranked me. What what is it about Joe Burrow that knocks you out? 
his leadership more than anything else that's the first thing that came to mind was that how he can go somewhere like he did to Ohio State win the quarterback job get an injury and then get basically bumped down to a backup role not given a chance to play and possibly by that decision cost Ohio State a national championship maybe a couple of them yet we'll never know but for him to have that quality of him that says I'm not giving up I'm not stopping here and as he just recently quoted I'm a winner I am not a loser he goes to LSU He goes in there, Coach O tells him, you're the sixth-string quarterback right now. Sixth? Usually think about maybe two or three or four. But Coach O at LSU told him, I need you to climb the chart because I know you can win for us. He did that. He galvanized the teammates, brought them together with his leadership role. He made them a believer, <clears throat> excuse me, in him. He not only started turning heads the first few games, they go to Alabama, who nobody wins playing at Alabama. He beats Alabama there. They beat five top 10 ranked teams his senior year, unheard of, except if you're Alabama. They go into Texas. For a win, very difficult to do. These guys start believing in him at LSU. They win that national championship. Joe wins the Heisman. Two of the things he said when he signed with Ohio State, I know we've said this before, he wanted to win a national championship for his team and teammates first of all, and then win the Heisman. Check and check, both of those. Now he goes to a Cincinnati team. That was basically the bottom feeders of the NFL, 2-14, and 14, three years ago, I think it was. And now they are playing for the Super Bowl title. He galvanized the LSU locker room. He's done it in Cincinnati. Jimmy, his dad, told me two years ago when Joe was drafted, we were talking about being drafted number one by a team that really wasn't very good. Jimmy told me, I'll never forget this, Joe will get it turned around. Of course, who better to know his son than, you know, his parents, obviously. Joe's done that in incredibly a short amount of time. He's now galvanized that locker room. They love him. The defense reflects it now, too, because they play harder, and they think, we get the ball back, this kid's got a chance to get us a score. He will take us down and score down the field. So, leadership is the first thing I think about Joe. And with that, another number one is the it factor that you do not find in very many athletes at all. That is a rare quality that Joe can remain so cool in situations. And they've already started calling him Joe Cool. One of the wide receivers of the Bengals was asked the other day if he thought Joe was cool. And he said, let me tell you this. If you look in the dictionary under the word cool, you'll see Joe's picture there. He said he is incredible how he can get in the huddle, get us together, get us down the field. And that is something that teammates feed off of. I don't care what level it is, but he's kind of been that way all of his career, everywhere he's played, football, basketball, and now going to win a Super Bowl championship. So those are the things. I mean, you know, off the field, it it goes without saying what an incredible young man he is to do what he's done to help alleviate hunger in the southeastern Ohio area, lending his name to funds, groups, support groups. And as we heard from the director of the uh, Southeast Ohio Food Bank the other day, uh, she said it's just been incredible what he has done and has not forgotten where his roots are.
just an all-around great kid. I still call him a kid because I knew him since then. But just a great – he's evolved into a great leader, great young man, and just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And he deserves all the credit he gets. And we've got some music that expresses that. Celebration. Cool in the gang. another and aren't we all family
today. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Los Angeles to face the Rams in Super Bowl 56. This is the first time since the 1988 season that the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl. Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 56 is brought to you locally by Larry's Doghouse, State Farm Insurance Agency Agent Shauna Stump, and Wendy's. Tune in on February 13th at 2 p.m. on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM. Right. WATH. Go get them, Bengal. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH. FM's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. An hours-long police standoff is over at a home in Phoenix after five officers were shot trying to retrieve a baby who had been placed outside a home. One woman is in critical condition. All of the officers reported in stable condition. WPHO-TV's Gibby Para. When we were out here, we saw multiple officers being pulled from the scene and into safety and then taken to local hospitals when they were out here. I have to tell you, at one point, as we were out here during one of the gun battles, we can actually hear some of those bullets flying over our head. No word on the condition of the shooter. President Biden has just signed an executive order that could unlock billions of dollars from Afghan central bank funds here in the U.S. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe is at the White House. Three and a half billion dollars will go towards humanitarian aid and other basic needs of Afghans. The other 3.5 billion is going to be set aside for ongoing legal pursuits by the families of victims of the September 11, 2001 attacks who years ago got a court case favored in their decision that essentially made al-Qaeda and elements of Afghan society uh, liable for what happened in those attacks. Secretary